Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 48, the UK's online digital TV and technology show, the show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. In today's show, we look at some ways to help you take control of your TV and explain how you can watch what you want when you want. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. An update from Apple, cell signals and the new seesaw. Try your hand as a forecaster with your own weather station. Hands on with cheap media players for your lounge. Finite speed improvements to BT's broadband service. Plus your feedback on ebooks, home plugs and Mac versus PC. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading news. News time for the 1st of February 2010, kicking off with some internet news. BT has just launched their up to 40 megabyte high speed internet service. BT Infinity is currently only available to a few areas of the UK, but by the end of 2010 it's estimated that around 4 million homes and businesses will be able to get BT Infinity. The main competitor Virgin has been quick to point out that although the service is slightly cheaper, it's not as fast as Virgin's 50 meg service and still uses copper for some of the journey. The cost of BT's Infinity? $19.99 with a 20 gig cap or $24.99 for unlimited downloads. Coverage checker on our show notes. Next, the story we refused to lead with. In case you missed it, Steve Jobs had something to say in San Francisco on the 27th of January. And we'd like to show it to you today for the first time. And we call it the iPad. The Apple iPad is expected to hit the UK in the middle of this year. A little bigger than your average ebook reader, this overgrown iPod Touch starts at $499 for the 16 gig version. Reactions are mixed. This is a powerful and desirable tablet device, but many have been underwhelmed. It's interesting to see that Apple is entering the ebook reader market with iPad's iBook service, which is a real threat to Amazon's Kindle, although iBooks may not make it to the UK for a while yet. Next, remember Project Kangaroo? Think iPlayer, but with pay content. Well, Kangaroo was canned last year, but now it's back. Known as Seesaw, this is set to launch within the next few months, offering TV content from a number of suppliers on either a free, ad-funded or pay-to-view model. Seesaw has just entered a public beta phase with content from BBC, Channel 4 and 5. If you want to join the beta, see the link on our show notes. Next, 3D. From April, Sky Sports will be offering one footy match a week in 3D to selected pubs around the UK, another sign that Sky is taking 3D very seriously. Now, all trekkers, please go to Yellow Alert. On the 2nd of February, the massive multiplayer experience that is Star Trek Online goes live. We've been exploring this massive universe as part of their beta, and it does look stunning. See Ensign Pete's avatar on the show notes, and maybe we'll see you online. And finally, a message to the PC brigade, belt up. Creators of a preschool kids' TV show, Peppa Pig, have been forced to reanimate some of their episodes, a task set to take three months. Why? Well, the family of pigs aren't seated in rear-mounted car seats or wearing seatbelts. Apparently, this alleged oversight by the animators could lead to real-life talking pigs driving on the roads without buckling up. Beam me up, Scotty. Thanks, Pete. For more on what we've covered today, check out our news section at www.frequencycast.co.uk slash news. Frequency Cast. Now loading. Focus. 
It's another fine time for focus. So what are we focusing in on today, Pete? Getting more from your TV set. Okay. What, you mean like free cappuccinos? You're looking blankly at me. Let me try and help you out. Let's ask you a little test question here. What can you plug into your telly? Video player, DVD player, Mm -hmm. Wii, uh, PS, um, Arial. Yeah, pretty good, actually. You got more than I thought. You kind of missed satellite and free view, but apart from that, yeah, yeah, pretty good. What are they? So, yes, you can plug in set-top boxes. You can plug in your games consoles, not just your Wii. You've got your PS3 and your Xbox. Uh, DVD recorders, video recorders, absolutely. But we want to talk today about other things you can hook up to your TV and why you want to do that. Okay, so an example of what else could I hook up to my TV? Well, there's a new series of boxes coming out called IPTV boxes, which effectively are boxes that you plug into your telly and they just do internet. Right. So a good example is something like the Fetch TV. Okay, is that a bit like a Slingbox? No, nothing like a Slingbox. It's a Freeview recorder. And it's got a hard disk, but it has an internet connection as well. And you can use that for hooking into things like Sky and BBC iPlayer to watch on-demand TV, but also an on-demand movie service. And there's more and more of these going to be coming out boxes that you hook into your TV and it lets you watch content from the internet on your telly. Okay. Now, you might be thinking that there's a bunch of these out there already. And we've always talked about Virgin, BT Vision, Tiskily TV, which is now TalkTalk TV, that all are TV receivers and also they have content over the internet. But the new generation is going to be these IPTV boxes that are dedicated internet TV service boxes. There is an interesting one that's just come out recently called the Nookie Box. The Nookie Box? Does that get the Playboy channel? That's exactly what it is. It is a subscription service. You buy a Nookie Box and all it does is get you internet porn on your TV. They should call it the Butler Sawyer Box TV. Nookie Box. What a great name. I think my name's better. Uh, Well, possibly. So there you go. You've got Virgin BT, Talk Talk, and of course things like the Fetch and the Nookie Box. You just like saying that word now, don't you? So uh, which of those is the best? Uh, Tough one, really. Uh, Virgin's obviously got the widest choice, and they have a lot of downloadable HD content. Uh, BT Vision's good because it's got catch-up for BBC, ITV, Channel 4, and 5. And Fetch TV is the only one that does Sky. Um, By the way, Fetch, if you're listening, we would love to review your service. We keep talking about it, but we've never done a review. Get in touch. Yeah, give a dog a bone. Uh, If you're interested in catch-up TV over the internet, uh, Show 42 is where you'll find our review of all the catch-up services. Thank you very much. So that's something you can connect, these IPTV boxes. You've also got streaming boxes. Now, we covered streaming back in... uh, Show 36. Remember that one? I remember that one with a passion. So this is where you've got content on the internet, content on your PC, content on your NAS storage box. You basically get one of these streamers, either wired or wireless, and it will suck in content from various different sources and let you watch it on your telly. Show 36, we covered that. Things like um, the Apple TV for the uh, the Mac lovers, Popcorn Hour or a, one of the Pinnacle boxes, all let you stream content from your PC or from the internet or from your Mac onto your telly. So that's something else you can plug in. Right. Oh, and of course, a laptop. Yeah, Absolutely. So if you've got some content on a laptop, get an HDMI lead, plug it into your telly, or use the old VGA connector if your TV's got one of those, and you can watch stuff from your laptop up on your telly. Right. If you want to take PC connectivity that little step further, you could actually consider getting yourself a PC in your lounge hooked up to your telly. You what? Who who wants to do that? It's big business. Windows have got this thing called the Media Center. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, PC, work, lounge, relax. All right? Now learn it. Say it after me. 
PC in the lounge good. No, PC work, lounge relax. Try it, go on. No, I, I just don't think I can. Because there's actually, in all seriousness, there's a whole bunch of reasons why actually having a PC in your lounge is a good thing. And if you think about it, what you may already have in your lounge connected up to your TV is pretty much a PC anyway. No. Right, okay, we'll, we'll think about it. You've got a Sky Plus box. Effectively, what you've got is a processor with a monitor on it and a hard disk in it. Oh, look at you getting all technical. You've ruined my illusion of TV being fun now. Right, okay, let's let's think this through. You've got a PC, stick it in your lounge. It's actually your entire TV system. So you could get a TV card, which we've discussed before, plug it into your PC, and you've then got a cheap Sky Plus type box that will record onto hard disk. It's also got a DVD player, so you don't need to get a separate DVD unit. You can surf the net on it, which of course you can't do on a Sky box or on a Virgin box or anything else. Uh, you can look at your own pictures, your own audio and video clips and stuff that you've got on your PC. It's connected straight to your telly. Internet radio, can't do that at the moment. And you can watch things like iPlayer and all the catch-up TV services. YouTube on your telly, no subscription. So actually having a PC or a media centre in your lounge hooked up to your TV is actually quite useful. So the future of TV is a computer? If you think about it, it's getting there already. It's just actually moving it from a bedroom or an office into the lounge environment. Yeah, right. So we've got big clunky boxes with fans all day long and all that rubbish. That's not really very helpful, is it? No, no. You see, that's where this new generation of net tops come in. Oh, net tops. What are they? Right. Give me a minute. Hang on. In my, in my little travel bag here, I have something to show you. Right. What's that? Um, well, oh, oh look, look, it's a hard drive, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's a bit like a, hold on a minute, what's a, alright, so, it's quite, quite a sturdy little lightweight box, okay, fair enough, let's have a look around it, uh, what we've got, we've got um, a sticker, well, it's a Windows 7, it's got something to do with Windows, uh, it's got some, like, uh, SD card hole bracket, it's got a headphone, uh, it's got a USB there, USB there, what's that, power supply, what's that, that's the old connector for screens, isn't it, or something, and, uh, Four more USBs. So, what is this to do with your telly? Okay, so how big is this? Oh, it's about the size of a double CD box, a bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger than a CD box, but yeah, this is actually a PC. Sorry? This is actually a PC. Well, that's a computer. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Now, you're putting my Asus to shame. Why? Okay, look at this. Right, so you've got your SD card slot there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six USB sockets. Uh, that's an Ethernet one, the other one you didn't recognise, and a VGA socket. So this is actually a small computer. These are called nettops, or micro-PCs, as they're sometimes called as well. And it's basically a little computer. And they're really cool because they don't have noisy fans, and they're designed to sit there fairly inobtrusively in your sort of hi-fi and TV environment, not make a bucket load of noise. Uh, the only thing this doesn't have is a DVD player, because it's just too physically small to get a DVD in it. Yeah, see your point. And this is, on its own, a nice little PC. You can just plug into your telly. HDMI socket on the back there, look. Plug into your telly. 160 gig hard disk. It's running, as you say, Windows 7. It's got an Intel Atom processor. And it's not the fastest PC in the world. But for something like putting your media on it, recording TV on it, using it as a PVR, connecting to YouTube, that sort of thing, ideal. Right, hold on one second then. So where's the keyboard? Right, that's in my bag here. That's the keyboard that comes with it. So it's a little micro keyboard. That's quite nice. It's got a nice feel to it. It's a bit diddy, isn't it? Okay, but what about the screen? How big is that? Uh, it doesn't actually come with a screen, so you have to get your own screen with it. Uh, is that good or bad, do you think? Well, if you're hooking up to a telly, you don't need a screen, because your telly is your screen. Oh, I see. You're purposely supposed to buy this for your telly only, then? Well, yeah. Now, you see, I've got one. I've actually gone out and bought one of these thingies, because I think they're rather nice. This is a, a, a Packard Bell. It's called an IMAX. 
Uh, I've got one. I'm not actually using it for my TV, to be fair. This is actually sitting in my office at home, uh, and I'm running it as a server. Right, okay. Why didn't you buy it and put it with the telly? And okay, it's all very small and neat. And yeah, yeah, I can. You kind of sway me, but I'm, I'm still not too sure. And you've proved my point. Where is it? In the office. What do you do in the office? My work. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I'm just giving this as an example of something you could do. As it happens, I've got so many boxes in my lounge anyway, doing Sky and and BT Vision and everything else. Uh, this is actually for me great for the office. I need a machine that's on 24 hours a day because I've got stuff hooked into stuff that's on the net and everything else. My normal big heavy base unit PC is just too thirsty to do that. So I'm using this effectively as a 24-7 server. Oh, I see. So what is it that you need 24-7? I mean, what are all these things you've got connected to yours that normal people wouldn't have? So I have a little weather cam that looks out of my window at, at the world outside. And it's a nice little streaming webcam that people can log into and look out my back window. Just prevents you from going out, doesn't it? Because <laughs> you're a recluse. You live in the dark, don't you? Very pale, aren't you? Bright light. Bright light. No, you're not cute like Gizmo. <laughs> you're spooky. Just don't feed me after midnight. Uh, I've also got a um, 24-7 home security system in there. I think we reviewed that a little while ago. Uh, I've got my, you know, the power meters we talked about, the do your electricity consumption. One of those plugged in, so I've got a little graph of all my electricity uses. <laughs> you really don't get out much, do you? <laughs> do you remember what the planet looks like? Grass is green. Oh, I wouldn't know. Um, and I've got an email server running on it. Uh, it's also... Um, running something called uTorrent on there, which we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, and uh, my weather station's hooked into it as well, so I've got loads of things all all hooked into uh, to, to this little unit. Rather nice. Are you lonely? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, you got a weather station, you say, plugged into it. <laughs> oh, good grief. Can, can I actually work with someone else? <laughs> Is there anyone else in this building that would actually be more interesting than this geek? What's wrong with a weather station? Don't get me started. Okay, let's talk about something else that we can hook into your TV, shall we? Okay, if you're going to come out of the ground, little mole. Well, actually, we were out and about last week, remember? You had to get you out somehow after all that kicking and screaming and yelling. and So, yeah, we were interviewed last week, weren't we? We were, actually, yes. It was uh, very intriguing. There you go. So, who interviewed us? That would be Ben Hugh, and uh, he's studying at Coventry University. And he asked us whether he could come and uh, talk to us about... I've, I've no idea what he was talking about, actually. He's doing a thesis, isn't he? Something along those lines. Uh, and you started... Flush or fish? And uh, you started out by asking him whether he was actually a listener of uh, our lovely podcast. Yes, I love Frequency Cast. I listened to it last night just to make sure. Yeah, so what, what exactly is your dissertation on? My dissertation is an investigation into the production and business techniques of podcasting, I guess. So, Ben, uh, why did you pick on us? Because, uh, well, when I first heard you, you were pretty uh, informative, like, unlike the other guys, but really because you reminded me of um, Carl Flavor Flav and Pete uh, Grandmaster Flash, definitely. You are public enemy. Number one. Yes. Furious Five. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Should I be offended? Shut your face. And what, what have you got from listening to our podcast? I mean, Apart from a headache, you mean? Um, Frequency Cast is unlike the other kind of podcast. It's more professional, I guess. How dare he? Did you hear that? Ugh, blasphemy. Disgusting. Other guys kind of um, stick a microphone in the middle of the room and uh, record and uh, don't do a lot else, really. So, of course, we can't actually do an interview on the show unless we actually start talking to you about uh, technology. So I'm actually going to get you to do Carl's job. I'm going to hand you something. Okay. This is one of those lovely sessions where we unbox a bit of kit. Here we go, Ben. What do you make of that? It's shiny and black. So normally Carl says now it's a home hub because everything that's shiny and black you say is a home hub, isn't it? Either that or a satellite receiver. It's not a home hub, I don't think. Um, it is 
It's got HDMI. And High black. definition connector, yeah. Okay. Yeah, black. okay, yeah. Uh, plenty of USB ports, so I'm not sure why. Um, optical out, which is always a plus for people who care about audio. Seems to have lots of holes in it for fans and stuff. Probably keep cool, probably gets hot. And video out, so I'm guessing it's got to do with video. Looks like one of the... It's Western Digital, but it's a Western Digital hard drive. Ah, okay. But it's got video bits to it, so... So what this actually is, this is um, an H... You're absolutely right. This is an HD box. Plugs into your telly, either HDMI or through uh, composite video and audio to your uh, TV set. And you plug in a memory stick, like this little memory stick here. Nice action. Thank you very much. Plug that in, and this will let you watch movies video, images, and play audio uh, onto your TV through the HDMI. So it's an HD converter. supports a whole bunch of formats, so MP3, WAV, PCM, WMA, AAC, loads of pictures, JPEG, GIF, TIFF, BOOMP. But more importantly, things like um, XVID, AVI, MPEG, uh, VOB, uh, and even Windows Media. So download a film, download a bit of content off the internet, anything like that plug it in through the USB, either through a memory stick or through an external drive, and you can watch in HD on your telly. No more mucking about with laptops, plug it into your telly. So what's wrong with the video recorder? Yeah, but does your video support uh, AVI and XFID? No, but it holds up the telly. Okay, it doesn't do that. So what do you think? I think it's, uh, it's nice. Uh, the thing Cut. I have to say is um, I know the PS3 and the Xbox kind of does something similar to that. Uh, you don't get to play games in this, I assume. Correct. Yeah. Depends on the price point, really. If it's cheaper than the PS3, I'm sure it'd be lovely. So what sort of size is this? This is thicker than a paperback, but smaller than a paperback? Do you want me to take control here? Go for it. It's an inch high. It's about... It's not an inch high. Oh, I suppose that's an inch. Yeah, That's an inch high. Don't argue with me. I'm good at this bit. It's about four inches wide. It's about three inches deep. And it's black like a miniature Bible, really. It's a Gideon Bible size, really. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, given that it supports all the formats under the sun and uh, lets you plug in video for HDMI, how much would we guess price-wise? 300 quid. Uh, £100 is what I pay. Okay, so £65 would surprise you. Wow. Didn't surprise me at all. I'm always wrong. Yeah, so there you go. That's the last thing on our list of things that you can plug into your telly. This is the Western Digital TV Drive, 65 quid for a box that you uh, plug into your telly and it will play back all your media files in HD without cluttering up your living room with PCs and wires and cables and stuff. Thank you for that, Ben. Oh, and it's got a nice little Diddy remote, but you didn't mention that, did you? No, I didn't. Fair enough. Should we put some pics on our show notes? I think we should, because I think everyone wants to see the Diddy's little remote. What else have you got for me in your bag of goods? Well, now you laughed at this earlier. I'm kind of loath to talk about this now, because the next thing we're going to talk about is weather stations. I'm going down to the canteen. Can I get you something? Okay. You may think this is like train spotting and bird watching. You are on your own now, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll keep this fairly brief then, shall I? I would. Weather stations. Right. Three different types of weather stations in the world. You can get these little units that you have on your desk, and it sits there and just tells you what the weather is basic 10 quid type weather monitoring things. Are you still doing them? Yeah. Well, I thought you'd finished by now. Here's a coffee. Or the next step up is you've got one of these that's got a little outside sensor that does the temperature and pressure and you get a little display. Yeah. Right. Or you can get this. Well, this is nothing like what my grandmother used to have, the thermometer with a barometer down the bottom. What was that about? Why would you want this? So actually this is just an empty box. I haven't actually brought the whole weather station in because funnily enough, it's actually at home being a weather station monitoring the weather. <laughs> Thank goodness. Someone where you are is having fun. But this is what it's got in it. So just describe the contents of this box here. Well, I would if I understood what I was looking at. Uh, There's no wind sock, but we do have a wind speed cup thingy, Bob. Uh, What the hell's that? 
Yeah, that's the hydro... Electric generator. Yeah, exactly. So what we've got here, this is a, basically a kit that you can buy that has all these sensors. So it's got your little cups, the anemometer cups, wind direction monitoring. This thing here does your temperature, pressure, humidity. And this thing here is a rain gauge. So that monitors how much rain falls in, and, and it's brilliant. And then this thing is a... What's that? That looks like a screen. Uh, excuse me, with the rain gauge, is, is that like... Do you have to empty that every now and again? Self-emptying. Uh, is it got a remote? Yeah, you press a button from a few yards away, and it goes... Ding! Well, let me show you this. This is actually the controller. So the way this works is you build this thing into a little kit. Now, here's a photo of my shed. Oh, dear. We've changed podcast now, haven't we? Right, oh, that looks very nice. Yes, it looks like you should work at the airport. It's covered in snow, though. Yeah, well, I took this while it was snowing you see so yeah this is four sensors on a pole stuck to my shed and it's got a wireless transmitter in it that transmits it to this base unit lovely look at that oh it's got touch sensitive screen it's got a nice display isn't it it's got a picture of clouds and the sun oh i'm really liking this and what's that little bar thing there oh it's got the time on it it's got the temperature on it well that's obvious and uh is that a compass? Is that so you know which way you're facing? So that's your that's your wind direction, that's your wind speed, that's the amount of rainfall that you've had. That's the pressure, and these little bars are showing you the history of the pressure. So uh, 1013 is the, the pressure, and this is the uh, tendency, so this is what the weather's likely to do. So bright with uh, clouds, which is kind of about right, looking out the window there. And you've got indoor and outdoor temperature. Well, I'm quite impressed. I do like the screen, actually. And you see, this is where it gets clever. Yeah, OK, you can just look at this thing and it'll tell you what the temperature is and everything else. The really cool bit, though, is hook it up to a USB port on your PC and that will put it into this software package that comes free with it. The one that comes with this particular model is pretty poor, but we found this great thing called Weather Display, which is this lovely, lovely bit of software that does all of this. Wow, that's really quite good. Yeah, I like that. Lots of graphs and, and squiggly lines. It's got a seismometer attached to it as well. <laughs> Not quite. So this is doing a whole bunch of stuff. This is basically recording all of the history of what my weather station is actually doing. And this, this package, Weather Display, is amazing. It's probably one of the oddest packages ever, though, because it's got so many setup screens and options and things. You can publish your data to different websites and set up alerts and frost alarms and all manner of things it's got about a million and one features and functions the guy that actually wrote it is a dairy farmer in uh new zealand if i remember be rude not to wouldn't it there you go and one of the things this does do is this lets you publish html of your weather station so i have a web page that is currently broadcasting to the world what the weather is in my back garden thank you stop frequency Interaction. Time to hear from you now as we take a look at your emails, texts, tweets and calls in interaction. First off, a call to our podline, asking for some help with those missing Freeview channels. Uh, my name's Ian Woods. I'm calling from Leyland, Lancashire. Uh, on my Freeview, ever since the changeover, several of my channels have disappeared. For example, BBC3, Sky3, Sky Sports News. Tried all the possible ways of sorting it out uh, seems to be quite a general problem. We know many of you are having problems getting all of the Freeview channels after the switchover. First off, it's worth trying two or three channel rescans. If you're still having a problem, you may be able to tune in your channels manually. See our show notes for a link to a whole page of troubleshooting help. And if you'd like to get your voice on the show, call our podline and leave us a message. It's a London number 0208 Next... Steve Saul asks, do you know of any plans for an integrated Freeview HD TV with wireless internet to receive catch-up services like BBC iPlayer and Demand 5? 
Well, Steve, I'm sure this is planned, but there's nothing on the immediate horizon. Freeview HD sets won't be appearing en masse until the middle of this year, but we're probably at least a year away from a Wi-Fi-enabled Freeview HD TV. Fair enough, and some ebook reader help needed next. Hello, this is Jennifer Blackburn. I'm calling about my Sony reader and the problem I have with uh, setting up the ebook library. The download doesn't seem to be complete. We also heard from Neil Caldwell, who's also having a problem getting his Sony Reader PC software to install. The best advice we can offer is to download the latest version of the Sony Reader library software, version 3.1 at the time of recording. If you're still having a problem, you can drag ebooks over manually via my computer or use a memory card. See our show notes for a link to some troubleshooting help. Don't forget you can email us via our site with your comments or text us on 07882043521 and it's just the cost of a standard text. Thanks to Darren from Milton Keynes for dropping us an email. He mentioned that the tvcatchup.com service that we covered recently has now upped the number of free channels available on an iPhone from 11 to 29. Cheers Darren. And we heard from another Darren, Darren Nay asking about Powerline home plug adapters whether they're any good, and how easy they are to set up. Homeplugs let you connect a device to the internet that's in a different room for your internet router, without a long cable run and without using Wi-Fi. They use a home's mains cabling to transfer data, and are a handy way of getting broadband around the house. I use a set of homeplugs from Devolo. They're a great way of getting internet into my front room so I can watch iPlayer on Freesat. Reliable and effective. See a link on our show notes for more on homeplugs. A few hellos, Neil. Hi to Patrick from TalkRadioInsiders.com, the home for real talk radio fans. And also a quick mention of Tanktop.tv. This is a nice little service that offers listings and search for all of the various on-demand catch-up services like the BBC iPlayer, ITV Player, Demand 5 and 4OD. If you like your telly on-demand, check out Tanktop.tv. And it also looks like we stirred up a few of you in our January update, which I'm quite proud of, of course, didn't we? Yes, we did. If you missed it, our little 25-minute extra that we put out in the middle of January included me making a wappuccino. Don't worry, we won't be doing that again. Uh, The fans have spoken. Yeah, thanks for the text, Feek. No, we won't do that again. But do stay tuned, because coming up next, we've got an exciting kettle. (laughs) Uh, We also asked for some help from our listeners in trying to get our iTunes numbers up. Yeah, where are we in the charts? Yeah, well, thanks to our fans giving us a bit of a push, we did get to number 18 in the tech charts. Oh, yes! Go Frequency Cast! But now we're below number 50 again. Drop below 50? Oh, come on, lads. Tell your friends to sign up. Oh, by the way, thanks to those of you who we've noticed spreading the word on Twitter, Facebook, and in iTunes, and these include the following. Lee Calvi, Lentecula, Neil C, Paisley Bud, Michael Johnson, Typing Angels, Country Bus, Cyber Max Power, Alex Waddle, Andy Wilkin, Alex Thine, Jigsaw Boy, The Panda Lover, Green Dave, Corky Bass, Mr. Catchatorianos, The Skew Guy, Rodin UK, Perfect Shadow, Is It Broke, One Deep Basra, Ian Gibson Music, R.W. Nash, Twit The Neil, Intuition Driver, Slavaron. Now, what about the rest of you? Yeah, come on then, please help spread the word. We also got heated about uh, Mac versus PC. Of course, I'm winning this one so far. I don't know why you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, thanks especially to John Easto, uh, who commented that America probably has the general image of being more Mac-y due to it being uh, the corporation's natural home. Indeed, product placement in films and TV, both here and there, are on the up. Though, of course, James Bond definitely isn't a Mac man. No, he's a Sony Vio. John also says PCs have their place in the world of computing and provide an important, cheap alternative to home users and the business sector. But in my experience, he says, working in IT, people who can afford Macs and justify the expense always go Mac. I'd say the balance is tipping in the younger generation. 
who generally lead the consumer market and generally are incredibly media literate. So the Mac is catching up. Yes, he's probably right. Macs are on the increase, but PCs are still way out there in volume. Anyway, that wasn't actually what we were arguing about, were we? It was your assertion that America uses Macs and the Brits all use PCs. That's right, yeah. Not according to our votes. We're running a poll which says Brits use PC, Yanks use Macs, true or false. And of course, false is winning at the moment. Of course, if you would like to correct this fault, you can do via our frequencycast.co.uk slash blog, where you can actually put the correct answer in. Of course, PCs are English and Macs are American. Yeah, I think our listeners have spoken already. Uh, John also suggests a new feature. What can Carl drop down the toilet this week? Fish or flush and will it work? Maybe, Carl, we should try that with that Olympus Tough camera. Finally, John says he voted for us in the European Podcast Awards and wants his Toblerone. Well, John, it's yours if we win. Oh, now, this is going to be entertaining for you. Uh, Pete is going to do a grovelling apology. Over to Pete. Ah, mm, yes, oops, I think uh, describes this one best. In our January update, I got my composite and my component ran the wrong way. Easy to do, isn't it? No, I wouldn't do that. Of course, component connectors have three coloured phono sockets for video, red, green and blue. Whereas composite video... Yeah, that would be the yellow socket, Pete. Yeah, thank you very much. ...is lower quality than component. Well spotted Fred in our blog and Gantelow on Twitter. Time now for our final podline call. Hello, my name's Andy. I'm calling from Oakham in Rutland. I've just got uh, a Bush SD preset box. It's got an Ethernet cable in the back of it. I'm just wondering whether I will be able to use the new iPlayer services when they're launched, which I hear is going to be pretty soon. Well, BBC iPlayer is now available on the Humax HD Freesat boxes and should be on the other Freesat HD boxes by this March. It seems that there are no immediate plans for BBC iPlayer to appear on SD Freesat boxes, which are seen as low-end. At the moment, the BBC iPlayer is only for Freesat HD kit. Steve Stocker has mailed us. He says, My problem is with non-existent cellular coverage within my area. I have tried all network sims in my phone, and some appear to be better than others. None will support voice for more than a few seconds. Is there a solution to boost the signal? Hi Steve, you'll be looking for something called a femtocell. These are home base stations that use broadband to extend your mobile phone signal. In the UK, Vodafone are supplying these to some of their customers for a one-off payment of £50. For links to the Vodafone offering and for more on femtocells, see our show notes. Thanks for all your feedback. Got a question? Get in touch via www.frequencycast.co.uk. We'd also like you to stop by our forum and comment on today's show. You can join in the chat at frequencycast.co.uk slash forum. Frequencycast. Shutdown in progress. So that's all for this show, show 48. To get in touch and for news updates, go to the listener section of our website. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button and sign up. We're at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Sign up and keep an ear out for our next tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. 